Alrighty guys, before we get started with today's podcast, I would like to read a very first review for the Pull Hitter Podcast on Apple Podcast. This one is from Yancey Eaton, and it says, Great new pod. Excited to see where Rob takes this. Love the honesty and how he shares his personal experiences, scorekeeping, playing wiffle ball, baseball, softball, stratomatic, fantasy, etc. Just a very personal and open podcast from a man who obviously loves baseball very much. Hands raised up in the air emoji. Yancey, I appreciate that very much. It means a lot to me. I feel that it's very important to let the listeners into my life and be transparent and honest and accessible with my thoughts so everyone can really understand who and what I am as a person. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Yancey. I'd also like to take the time out to do a shout out to a couple of listener supports that the Pull Hitter podcast received this week. And the first one goes to Elijah Williams. Thank you so much for generous donation and support of the podcast. Elijah wanted to say, let's go Cowboys. Another shout out goes to Peter Centimino, another listener support. I appreciate your donation, Pete, and the help to further advance in the podcast. Listeners, if you're into beer and you like craft beer, check out Joe's Instagram page at Shipwreck Brew Co. At Shipwreck Brew Co. It's the microbrewery located in central New Jersey with a passion for community, bringing people together, and creating one of a kind brews. Watch Joe as he transforms his home brews into big things in the future. So, thank you guys for your support into the Pull Hitter Podcast. It really means a lot. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A man become preeminent. He's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Pull Hitter Podcast. My name is Rob and I'll be your host for today. And today we're going to be talking about inflation values for keeper leagues. Now let's talk about inflation in general. The definition of inflation is the action of inflating something or the condition of being inflated. Now I'm definitely guilty of that. I'm pretty guilty of inflating things. You know, sometimes you got to hustle. You you know, you got to sell your players like they're the best in the world. Make other owners want them. 
Second definition for economics is a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. And that's going to be the concept behind uh, the auction keeper leagues and inflation values. Let us talk about inflation in reference to its importance in picking the best keepers from your team and from targeting other players from other teams and to gauge the possible player pool in your upcoming draft. Let us discuss some important terms and slangs we will be referring to when talking about the value of players. The number one is the AAV, which is the average auction value. This is the player's real value. You can use several different types of values as you see fit. If you use your own projections or dollar values, you can use those. If you prefer to use a trusted, tried and true set of values, you can use those as well. I personally use the projected values at BaseballHQ.com combined with the recent average auction values from drafts at the NFC. Use that as a baseline of value. So I know to be in the ballpark of what others are going to be valuing these players as. While I do not live and die by the average auction values, it's important lies in what to expect other owners to be bidding on these players. So you can find your pockets of value in the draft and find where the value lies in the players on your team so you can execute your holdovers accordingly. The great thing about AAVs from the NFC is the ability to change the date range of drafts being held to show changes in values of players due to any types of circumstances. Another benefit is that most of the input for the AAVs is coming from players investing a lot of money to try and win these leagues. It's super beneficial too for all players to have when heading into drafts. One thing to be sure of adjusting to is your league size. You want to be consistent with the values you use as your source, but beware of the number of teams and players being drafted in those projected values. If it is for a 10-team league and you're playing a 12-team league, you will need to do some math to match your league. The second value that we're going to talk about is inflated value. This is the value of the player when you factor in your league-specific numbers. Here are the ways to execute this. First, you want to calculate each team's holdover salaries. Then you calculate the real value of these players on each team as if it was a regular redraft auction league. For example, an owner is keeping Yarman Carter for 10 bucks, and his projected real AAV is 20 bucks. So now for each team in your league, you calculate those two separate values, protected value and its real AAV. This will leave you with the total amount of frozen salary and the amount of salary from the real AAV in the current market. It will be something like this. Maybe you have Jose Ramirez for 16 bucks and his real value is 36. You have Tatis for seven, his real value is 35. You can keep bets for 22 and his real value is 40. You can keep Sonny Gray for six and his real value is 15. You can keep Charlie Morton for 14 and his real value is 24. So now you will keep those five guys for a total of 65 bucks, but their total value is 150. The next step is you want to calculate the total salary of your league. So if you have a 12 team league and your budget is 260, you have 3,120 total dollars in the pool. If you total the amount of frozen salary from all the teams in your league and subtract it from the league total salary, you end up with the amount of money left to spend in the draft. Now we must determine how much value is left to chase in the player pool. We circle back to the players being kept in your league. Now, instead of adding the amount they were being held over for, 
you will be adding their real value, the NFBC AAV value, if you choose to use that. Now we must determine how much value is left to chase in the player pool. We're going to circle back to the players being kept in your league. Now, instead of adding the amount they are being held over for, you will be adding their real value from either the NFBC or any other projected value source. Take that total number and subtract it from the total league salary, and then you divide that number by the amount of real value left in the player pool. So let's say there is $1,800 left to spend in the draft, and there is $1,400 left of value in the player pool. 1800 divided by 1400 is 1.28, or 28%. This is the league inflation. So if you are targeting a player whose real value is 20 bucks, you attack on the inflation rate, and the player's inflated value is now roughly 25 26 28% is a fairly high number, but as in most keeper leagues, this is indicative of players outproducing their acquisition costs from the previous year, coupled with the ability of the owner to freeze them for that value. While profit value is important when choosing to keep a player, there is a concept to understand that most players are not aware of. This is the concept of what I will call the pull hitter keeper yield. Some savvy keeper league owners might recognize this concept as a keeper league gain or a player gain. Maybe you are deciding between two players for a keeper spot. Player A is six bucks to keep and has a value of eight for a $2 keeper profit. Now player B is 30 bucks to keep and his real value is 32 bucks for the same $2 profit. Here's the catch. By keeping the $30 player, you have just secured $30 worth of value that is unaffected by that league inflation. This concept helps you understand why you should not shy away from keeping higher priced players. A lot of owners have a stiff, I don't keep guys over a $25 policy, and they get hurt by not understanding this simple, important principle. As you can see, with its inflation rate of 28%, and it clearly shows that the demand is far greater than the supply. So there's more money available than the value of players available. So players should be bid up according to this. Well, you will hold the edges when other owners do not go through this process and will tend to abide by market value guidelines or strict AAVs and they will stop at 23 bucks in the auction because that is what their list says. Being prepared by knowing that the value to acquire this player is actually more than that puts you in the driver's seat to achieve some draft domination. Calculate the value of all players in the draft pool by multiplying the inflation rate to the AAV to compile a new list of values that you can draft off of. For number three, we have league-specific value. So what we're going to do here is add, subtract any perceived value for certain players in relation to the owners in your league and the proclivity for strategies and players. This can be for Yankees you know will go higher from Yankee fans being in your league. Owners varies tremendously and different drafting tendencies and strategies. Be aware of that and factor that into the value of some of the players you know will be targeting from those teams. Maybe one owner tends to draft all $15 to $20 closers. Pay attention to that and factor that in. Maybe your league tends to value closers more than they should. Factor that in. An owner who drafts maybe all steel threats and maybe too many of them, you know, the guy who always drafts like he needs to win the category by 12 steals in head-to-head categories when all you need to do is win by one. Factor that in, knowing that Steel threats might get a bump in your league, or maybe they're suppressed in your league. Whatever it is the case, be aware of it. 
Perhaps there's owners who put an increased focus on youngsters, or maybe the trend in your league is that prospects don't go for only $1 anymore and they go for higher. Be aware of those trends and factor that into the evaluation of player values as well. Some leagues maybe catch it, demand a higher than normal draft acquisition. If you know that to be the case, factor that in as well. So number four, we have positional scarcity value. And make a list of how many players are being kept at each position or that you anticipate being kept at each position. Determine if you think a certain player's values should be lowered or raised depending on that list. For example, in a 12-team league, there are nine second basemen being held over and maybe you don't have one. You can reasonably bump up a player's value to secure a good player at that position that's naturally thin this year, plus the fact that so many of them are being kept anyway. You should always be making a constant effort to scan everybody's team in the offseason, especially through the offseason, into the preseason draft, and during the season, just constantly be aware of the values of the players on their team. Other things to factor in is the player's status with his actual MLB club. You want to know what his contract status is. Is he a possible trade target? Maybe he moves away from a productive setting. If you play in a league with multi-year deals, you must pay attention to these things when signing a guy long-term. You want to establish if he will remain in a productive situation or a productive ballpark. Take all of this into account when trying to project the value that a player might have on draft day. Use your instincts, use your knowledge of your league, and read into the draft room to determine that value as well. More importantly, go get your guy. Tossing and turning over a dollar more can prove vain. These are all perceived values anyway, and if you want to invest in a certain player going two, three, five extra dollars on what their average auction value is, just go for it. Formulate your own recipe for success in your given league and go for it. I'll share a quote from Ron Chandler who said, The value of the player is the last dollar amount someone is willing to bid. And I totally agree with that. The value of a player varies from owner to owner. We all value everything in our lives differently. Just remember that inflation will usually remain throughout the whole draft. It doesn't tend to normalize, especially if owners are not going to that inflated values of players and rather just sticking to the average auction value script. So with each purchase that stick to the script, inflation on the rest of the players available will rise even higher. So it is imperative continue calculation or of the inflation during the draft. You can do this yourself by making an Excel sheet that keeping track of the calculation of the inflation throughout the whole draft. Or you can also set yourself up to success by getting Rotolab. For those who are not familiar with it, it's the ultimate draft prep tool that you can use. It comes preloaded with BaseballHQ.com projections and even gives you the ability to edit those projections for players you feel any differently on. The inflation cost to acquire players changes on the fly with each purchase made, and Rotolab does that work for you to determine the value of the remaining players. It is an amazing tool that makes drafting a whole lot easier for whatever league you're in. So check that out if you haven't been familiar with it before. Rotolab.com is phenomenal. So I want to talk about how owners have a natural tendency to not want to go over a player's real value that is listed on a website or print production. Inflation stays and just grows in the draft. And so where others see you might be overspending, you see yourself getting bargained at any player who goes below their inflated value. 
The counterpoint to this is that sometimes a player will return value of their actual value and not those extra dollar amount you paid to counter the inflation. It is, however, necessary in order to go out and get the talent needed to feel the best team possible. Knowing these concepts are tremendous in helping to stay consistently good in keeper leagues by holding an edge in draft preparation. I cannot stress it enough of the importance of knowing your league and the owners you are competing against. As much as the AAVs from NFC is helpful in determining the expected range of bids, formulating your own variance to those values, in my eyes, is even more critical. Capitalize on owner tendencies and stubbornness to adhere to the AAV and their inability to formulate their own values based on the inflation. This is the pull hitter approach to inflation value drafting. I hope this was helpful, and any questions or comments are most appreciated. I'd like to talk to you guys about these strategies, and any feedback would be great. You can find the Pull Hitter Podcast on Twitter at Pull Hitter Pod. You can find my personal Twitter handle is at Deadpool Hitter. And you can email us too at pullhitterpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening to episode four of the Pull Hitter Podcast, and see you on the next one.